It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. to the kennel with myself Vin Dog Radio it is a Money Bin production you can follow my man Money Bin on uh, yes Rumble Instagram and Twitter at Money Bin Productions with a Z and today we have a very special guest Mr. Brad yes from 5 Times August we're gonna talk about his song Sad Little Man how he came up with it we're gonna play it a little bit before the sound off is over and I would love YouTube right now. Just love and follow the podcast on podbean.com. Yes, right here on podbean.com. We're available on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, and wherever you shall download podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here inside the kennel. Now, I was talking to Officer Brandon Tatum recently, and I told him, I said, hey, man, we are in full support, 110% of you. And here was his answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to, it's good to know, man. I mean, I think... I'm in full support of you. Thank you, man. Thank you for vouching for me because I think that the rhetoric gets out there and some people actually believe it. They believe that uh, without knowing, they think that everybody that follows Brandon Tatum is white. And it's like... It, first of all, it don't matter. Second of mm-hmm. all, it's, that's not necessarily true. If you want to make mm-hmm. a real argument, then make your argument based on factual information. And it's not true that my audience is all white. You know, there's a lot of people of all backgrounds, nationalities, ethnicities. Yeah. I mean, even even as much that's as I right. say about same-sex marriage and, and, and my critique on that, I still have plenty of people that follow me that are not that are gay and that are actively involved in in same-sex mm-hmm. marriages. So. I think people can listen to the things that I say and they can decipher, okay, I agree with this, I don't agree with this, but I still respect the man. And, you know, that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what? And, it's, and that's good because I come from the biggest business of mediocrity, and that's radio broadcasting. So I know I know exactly where you're coming from with that. And people can always misconstrue. And, of course, we know that through the mainstream media. They do that all the time. I mean, look at CNN you know, 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 that was Brandon Tatum, ladies and gentlemen. Officer Tatum was put under scrutiny by the Jetstream media. Listen to this. They said to him, your audience is too white. Really? You guys are sick people, man. You people in the left wing, Jetstream media, are a bunch of sick and twisted pony puppers. To say something about that guy, first of all, a lot of you in the Jetstream media haven't even gotten to know the guy. You just go on pure feeling in the media these days. It's just sick. 
You people need some form of mental evaluations going on. Because Mr. Tatum tries his best to tell the truth to his audience. And then you guys browbeat the guy if you disagree with him. Come on. Seriously? You people need to grow up and stop acting like children. And congratulations goes out to Christina Cuomo for getting fired from CNN. Yeah? Yes, congratulations, Christina. Congratulations. May your career go this way as it should. Thank you so much for being fired. Now... Where do you go from here? And I heard he quit his uh, Sirius XM radio show, too. So it's all blasting apart for this guy. The scandals continue. In the jet stream media. So, coming up on the other side of the kennel. Yes, my man is going to be in the house. Brad from Five Times August. And he has a cool song called Sad Little Man. And it's talking about Anthony Fauci. You know, howdy doody. It's going to be a goodie. But first, before we go to the break, we're going to get into Sad Little Man, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I love this song. Let's turn it up inside the kennel. Sad little man sitting deep in a lie. He's dead in a soul, but he'll keep you alive. Not what he do Cause the truth is for him And the lie is for you Sad little man But he's treated like a god As the faithless prey To a fake and a fraud Worship the man Pledge to his word One shot, two shot Now you get a third Sad little man Sad little man You better run August is coming up next. 
please follow myself, Vindog Radio, on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, at Vindog Radio. And on Getter at Vindog USA. That's right. We are coming back inside the kennel right here on Podbean.com. A Money Bean, a Money Bin production. Man, Money Bin, you making me excited with this, boy. You're cockbacking and aiming and shooting, man. I love it. Woo! Back in a minute, sucker. Back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. American Airlines, rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Coca-Cola is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in China. Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. He shoots straight from the hip, and if you don't like it, go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Dog Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm telling you, we're going to have a good time. And uh, my producer, uh, Money Ben, he ran out of the building because he was getting frustrated with Zoom. Of course, everybody gets frustrated with Zoom. Um, I, but it, it's going to be fun. And as promised, uh, we played his song in the first segment of the podcast. And yes, my man Brad from Five Times August is in the house. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Yes, we sir. Yes, we <laughs> did it. Technical issues are over. <laughs> here we are together. No, it's, it's great. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here. So now, you know, I want to know how you came up with the concept to just put this whole entire video together and it's going viral on YouTube like crazy. Yeah. And they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the inspiration uh, behind it? Well, you know, clearly, um, you know, it takes aim at, at Dr. Fauci and I, you know, I, I've been releasing these protest songs for about, uh, since January really. And, um, you know, each time I do one, I think, oh, gosh, I'm going to get in trouble. But really what happens is is I get this outpouring of support, and, and, and it's crazy to see because um, this is, you know, this is truth, you know, that's being spoken. That's not really being spoken anywhere else. But when it came to Dr. Fauci, um, you know, I just feel like people have been listening to this guy for two years. Right. And – we're not any better off. In fact, I saw an interview with him the other day where he said it's too early to tell, which he says all the time. 
and then he, it's too early to tell about you know with the next phase of whatever and then he he said expect the worst you know and i'm like two years and that's the best you have to offer like so anyway his power's kind of gone unchecked and i felt like somebody should call him out and and uh i'm in a position to sort of speak that way through my music and and took time to do this and the video sort of came together just from uh i've made videos kind of like that in the past but they're actually kids videos they're sort of 2d um cut and paste simple animation kind of things but i kind of took that to a, a, a different more adult level with the style and approach of doing these videos and um of doing this latest video um, but people really have have taken to it and it's it's pretty cool to see yeah as a matter of fact uh you're doing pretty well on itunes um we were trying to um figure out the whole scenario we, we were trying to push it to number one that that's the ultimate goal right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to push it to number one um yeah because people need to be aware of what's really happening with uh you know the jet stream media because they're not pushing out everything that's true uh, of course they never push out anything that's true because that that would hurt their narrative mm -hmm. but um you know everybody goes well you know oh well you know Fauci's a good doctor i'm like howdy doody knows nothing He's he's been doing this for decades. The guy the guy has a track record of horrible horrible things that he's done. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we can go into that. Yeah, we seem to forget like the general consensus for a really long time was like don't trust the government, don't trust the mainstream media, don't believe everything you see on TV. And over the last couple of years, like that whole sort of consensus among both right and left has gone out the window mm -hmm. and you know it, it, you've got half the people now going like no why would they lie to us they're you know they're trying to take care of us believe in the science has become sort of this quasi cult you know attitude i say quasi i'm being nice because it really has become a cult attitude i mean that's one of the things that drove me to release sad little man is seeing Fauci's face on like these religious candles and on pillows and you know they people mm -hmm. have, I saw somebody post just the other day they said why do uh, why do Christians believe in Jesus when they haven't even seen Jesus but they can see Fauci but they won't believe in Fauci and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> it's gone to a whole different level hasn't it yeah it's it's insanity so you know, I feel like my job as a musician and songwriter and, and what all good art should really be doing right now is, you know, it's the job of art is to sort of take the world and, and allow us to reflect on, you know, what is happening and what we're doing, who we've become. And, you know, at the beginning of this year, I found myself in a place as a songwriter going like it, it wait, kind of waiting for other people to do it, waiting for my 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 other you know my musical heroes to speak up about what's been happening and not many of them had been speaking up there's van morrison and eric clapton have released a few songs but outside of that um you know all these rebellious rock stars that we grew up admiring have sort of fallen in line with the regime now and it's sort they're sort of doing the opposite of everything that they preached they're not questioning authority anymore and and I was never that kind of guy. Like, I, I would never consider myself a, a protest, you know, a rebellious protest singer at any point. But it's sort of, I just felt like, you know, I don't want to look back on this time and feel like I didn't say anything. So I started speaking up through my music. And, 
and it's uh, you know it's it's really been uh, I don't know how to say it. it's it's been uh, comforting to to see that so many people have connected with it because I felt like you know speaking out through these songs uh, it was risky for me I had fans that I knew weren't going to like it and so I did lose some fans early on but then I started gaining more fans from people thanking me for speaking up and I felt like all of a sudden I was not alone so here we are uh, you know December now and almost releasing a year of, of protest songs but I've, I've connected with a whole new audience it's been incredible Mm-hmm. It basically, the, it goes back to the old saying, separating the wheat from the chaff. And that, and I think that's what's happening in society right now. Um, especially, you know, Eric Clapton, th- he got ostracized in the music industry by people that called themselves his friends just right. because he spoke out. I'm like, what isn't, wasn't that the job of rock and roll back in the day? You know? Right. Yeah. And the craziest thing is he, he got vaccinated and he had a reaction. So and he's still labeled anti-vax for sharing his opinion about things. Like, that's the craziest thing to me is, like, he did it, you know? And, right. And, and you're still labeling him these things. And he's been thrown under the bus by the music industry. Like, Rolling Stone has released smear articles about him, pulling up old comments that he made in, like, the 70s that, they're you know, they're labeling him a racist again. And, like, you know, it's like... These these stories have been around forever, and all of a sudden, now you have a problem with them. Like, Rolling Stone has been around the entire length of Clapton's career. Right. They're drudging up all this, you know, stuff just to paint him out to be, you know, an evil, bad conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxxer, racist, whatever they can throw at him, you know, because he's not sticking with the narrative. But the truth is, like, he did it. He, he had a reaction to it. Why right. Don't we, why don't we listen to that instead of get mad at him? Yeah, and unfortunately, that's that's uh, the agenda of the elite class these days is that they're going to label everything a racist. They're going to try and dig up old stuff on you, and, and they want to they want to smear you um, mm-hmm. if you don't go along with their narrative. That's that's just number one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Number two, Eric Clapton, as you said, he got he got the jab. He he took it, and, and so everybody's all upset that he's speaking out. I'm like, dude, right. he had a bad reaction to it. Let him tell his piece of the story because it might coincide with other people that are going through, you know, the same adversities. Exactly. Yeah. And we seem to be doing that a lot with not just celebrities, but anybody who's had a bad reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole movement of parents, uh, myself included, who have kids who have had bad reactions to right. uh, their early early vaccinations you know as as a young parent you just go along and you do what you're told and you think that you know you're doing you know you're listening to the experts as they've preached to us over the last several years but you know Mm -hmm. my my children have been affected by their vaccinations and that sort of woke us up me and my wife and we did a lot of digging and research and looked for other parents who had similar stories and there's millions of families out there and it's not that they're anti-vax, you know, even. It's that they, they, they have had reactions and they're now just simply asking questions or they're skeptical or, you know, they, they want to wait or whatever it may be. But anybody who mm-hmm. doesn't just line up straight up off the bat because they're told to is, is you know, is uh, a disease-carrying 
you know, conspiracy theorist, and and it's so politicized. It's it's disgusting, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, um, everybody goes, "Oh, you must be anti-vax. You must be a Trumper. This and that." I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> when did the politics begin to kick in with all of this?" You know, right. and it's like, wait a minute. I didn't say I was anti-vax. I'm just not doing this one because I've done mm-hmm. some research and it sure doesn't look good to me. So that yeah. that's why I didn't do it. So, you know, right. you know, hey, it's your personal choice. But if you want to put that in your body, hey, go ahead. You know, um, I, I'm just not going to do it because I, I've seen the reactions and, and, and uh, people that are close to me uh, have been lost because of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. So am I wrong here? Of course, to them, I am. So, you know, and, right. and even with family members, it's gotten crazy, man. It's it's like oh, it turned sure. into a, a gang warfare of the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. I'm like, dude, seriously? Yeah, and they've weaponized every avenue you can go down. I mean, it has seeped its way into families and friendships and, and people are, you know, are losing these relationships they've had for years or decades or their whole life. But every avenue you go down, you can say, well, I've done a lot of research. Well, they've they've demonized research, you know. So now, you know, oh, you didn't, you can't do research, you know. You're not a doctor. You didn't go to school. How can you find research? I'm like, we live in the information age. Yes, <laughs> it's right there on anybody, the internet, guys. Yeah, anybody can can look up anything, but but the problem is, and then, you know, you've got to look at the, down the right you know, avenues online because a lot of them are protected or certain search results won't give you the same things. And it takes time and effort. But I'll tell you what, the parents that really care, you know, the people that really care, they spend their time doing this. It's not like they, you, it's not like the meme where they show you somebody that's looking up information and sitting on a toilet. Like people spend hours and hours and hours looking up information. And it's the same way, like you can, you can learn just about anything you want to learn if you're if you're passionate about it. So I don't I don't see how this is any different. We mm-hmm. live in the information age. It shouldn't be demonized that you do your own research because um, you can draw your own conclusions. That's what we're supposed to be sort of taught to do. You know, critical think critical thinking is a lost skill. Oh, oh we're not supposed to use that word. <laughs> oh, jeez. Get you booted. Yeah, exactly. So listen to this. I want you to listen to the audio of the last president of the United States, what he said about the vaccine. Listen to this. About the vaccine, I came up with the vaccine. They said it would take three to five years, going to save the world. I recommend you take it, but I also believe in your freedoms 100%. But just so you understand, but it was a great achievement. Okay. Mm -hmm. He said that, right? Which, of course, he did start the warp speed. Mm-hmm. That was true. Mm-hmm. But I want you to listen to this this vintage, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but these, these two people that are now installed into office, and I want you to grasp your opinion right after this. Listen. Hold on. I, I, I just want you to hear it. I want you to hear 100% of this. That is incredible. Incredible. Well... I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? 
Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. Mm. So there's consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Now you heard that? All right. <laughs> yeah. Insanity. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the whole thing. That's the whole irony of this situation we're in is every single person that said they weren't going to take it is now adamant about it. And, and the key thing with what Trump said even is I recommend you take it. But you don't, you know, he didn't force that. I, the, the guy that was painted as a, a dictator, as a tyrannical fascist and this and that and the other said, look, I recommend you take it, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's as difficult as it, the situation ever needed to be, which is a non-difficult situation. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, you do it if you want to. If not, no big deal. But then you've got this new administration that's cramming it, cramming it down your throat every possible opportunity it gets i mean it's in our tv shows it's in our commercials it's everywhere you look on the streets it's billboards and we walk into walmart hey you want your vaccine and um you know it's relentless it's and um here we are you know they're cramming it down our throats and they were the ones saying that they would never take it um but at the same time you've got you know trump who is labeled the dictator fascist uh, guy. Yeah, they and called him everything are. but an orange man. <laughs> right. And, and now you've got actual tyranny happening all around the world from this uh, from this vaccine. I mean, people are being you know, sent to camps in Australia right now. And this those same people that labeled orange man bad cannot recognize the, the tyranny that is happening in front of their face now. Mm-hmm. And and that's the most astounding thing. It's like you just spent four to five years calling somebody a dictator, a fascist, this, that, and the other. And now that it's at your doorstep, now that it's here, you don't even recognize it because it's not under the guise of orange man bad. They can't mm-hmm. see it. You know, apparently he was the only person in the world who was a dictator. But it, it's insane because like, pe- like people like me, are. I tweeted about this this morning, we're labeled – you know, anti the anti vaxxers are spreading propaganda. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's not the big gov, big farm, you know, big tech mainstream media outlets with billions and billions of dollars cramming this in our face every day. They're not sharing any. They're not forcing propaganda. You know, <laughs> it's certainly not the billionaires and the in, in the whole, you know, the whole operation that's happening. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last year, the Australian health minister made this statement, and I want you to listen to what he says. He slips a little bit. Listen. uh, uh, You've already heard today that uh, one of, uh, or a number of the people who've actually uh, uh, now got the virus got it in a home situation. 
and we'll hear more detail about that in due course. But it is uh, both a safe place and a dangerous place. We must treat this uh, new world order, new, this new world of COVID, we must treat this new world of COVID, even in our own homes, with a high level of care and caution. We must treat this uh, new world order, new, this new world of COVID. Now you get the gist of all of that. <laughs> the guy slipped and said right. new world order. He slipped and he caught himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so what's really on. going like, on? Like, how do you accidentally say new world order? <laughs> <laughs> like that's not even a faux pas. That's not like you call a Mr. A Mrs. or something like that. You don't accidentally say new world order you know, mm-hmm. unless it's it's around you quite often, the idea of that. But also, like, you hear the inconsistencies in what he's saying as well is, you know, I'll stay in your home, but it's also a dangerous place. You know, then why? What are you making me stay there for? You, and, know, you know, the, the thing is what they're what they were trying to say is that here come the camps. You know, basically the gulags are about to form. That's why yeah. we're telling you, you got to get used to this new world of COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they make it so confusing and inconsistent that they're, you know, that they're basically, yeah, they're setting you up to say like, look, we know what needs to be done and you need to go here. You know, mm-hmm. and now you're seeing it. You're seeing these people in camps and they're being fined $5,000 for crossing a line. You know, uh, it's insane. But that's sort of what they're doing. I mean, that's one of the things that that set me off down this this path with my music is like all the inconsistencies. It's like, you know, somebody call it out. This is insane. You can't tell me to wear a mask, wear two masks and, and be the person that makes that rule and then be caught dining out without a mask on. You set the rule up. You set the example. I don't ever want to see you without a mask on. And every time they tell us to wear a mask, they're not wearing one. You know, of course. And so there's a lot of double standards in in, in what's happening. Rules for the, you know, not for me thing. We see it plenty. And, um, you know, if that's the way it's going to be, you you don't get to tell me what to do with my life because you're not even setting this the the example for yourself. So. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm going like, look, you, I don't see it in real life, what you're telling me on TV. I don't see you following the rules you set upon everybody else. So, no, I'm sorry. My answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now listen to this character. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society. Howdy doody. responsibility <laughs> to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people. Okay. You have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision (laughs) for the greater good of society. Your thoughts? It's the all-powerful Oz, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I added the reverb to his voice. Yeah, that was great. I I, I just don't get this guy. Yeah. Well, I do get him because... 
he's on the payroll, so I do get where he's going with it. Yeah, I mean, his whole life has led up to this, you know, even beyond, you know, AIDS and everything in the 80s. It's, it's, it's now, and he's getting the most attention. He's got a movie made about him that nobody wants to see. Um, he's getting, you know, cover after cover on magazines and, you know, he's getting a lot of attention for this. And the thing is, like, this COVID is a business now for everybody involved in it. The longer it goes, the richer they get. The longer it goes, you know, the richer Fauci gets, the more opportunities he's going to have in front of him for his face to be out there. And that goes all the way down to mask manufacturers, syringe manufacturers, plastic manufacturers, and the windows that they're making for every single cash register we come across. And I don't don't understand how people don't pick up on that. Like, it's a business now. Like, the, the mask manufacturers for instance like mm-hmm. they they knew what every year was going to be up until 2020 oh you yeah know, so like well you know we get this m- amount of, of sales every year from masks in the medical community and then boom right skyrocketing everybody's mm-hmm. making masks now and, and it's a business and the longer that this whole thing goes and they tell you to make two masks or wear two masks now or three masks for more protection uh, the more masks are made, the more money is made, and it's it, that's just a small example of the grand scheme of this whole operation. Man, it is it is just sickening to see what is happening, and unfortunately, uh, we see people capitulate every single day to this, and, and yeah. they're not even questioning. They're like, "Well, we're just going to go along with it because they said to do it," and. Uh, well, about a week ago, I was at Knott's Berry Farm <laughs> in California, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belly of the Beast. Um, these these people were inside of a store, and there was this lady walking with her little kid, and the little kid's like, oh, mommy, i supposed to wear my mask? And she goes, yes, you are. And I'm like, What? I, I I started to like wanted to grab the lady by the collar and said that's child abuse. Are you right. kidding me? You're gonna put the face diaper on your kid? Right. It's it, it's it's so out of control. I'm like the only way people are gonna be immune to anything is if they breathe. That's it. So you know yeah. the the, ma- the mask doesn't work. It makes things worse, and it actually makes your immune system worse. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking to see it happen with kids because. They're, they don't know. And I saw a, a young guy get out of his car with his family. He's probably like 13 at a gas station. And they were going inside. And he started walking towards the gas, towards the, the market part, the little store. And mm-hmm. he stops halfway and he checks his pockets like he's checking for a wallet. And he goes back to the car and he forgot his mask. And it's <laughs> so habitual to them already. It's programmed in them, you know. To, to feel like if, if it's not there, um, something's off on you. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've got to go back and, and check. It's like if you're married, everybody knows this. When you have your wedding ring on for years and then you take it off one day, your finger feels weird. Yeah. Well, they've sort of trained our brains to think that with masks. Now, my kids have never worn a mask. I'll never put a mask on them. Good. Uh, I just can't because... I don't want. I, I'm not. Tra- I'm not going to raise them to think that this is normal. I never wanted them to be- think that this is normal, and uh, we've made a lot of changes in our family over the last two years. Um, 
just from everything that's happened. But, um, there, you know, good changes. And hopefully, you know, there's a lot more parents out there that are raising their kids to be leaders and question things and not just do them uh, do what they're told just because they're told to do it. Um, that's a scary thing to think about because there's going to be a generation growing up that is afraid to speak up, you know, that's afraid that's going to be wondering if they're going to be fact-checked right away. Um or, or whatnot. It's, there's just a whole mess that's happening, and we don't even understand the mess that we've caused this next generation. Yeah, and it, it's 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 crazy that you see that because a lot of people are still quiet, and it's actually <laughs> sad. I'm like, uh, hello, if you if you can speak, you can do this. We we can all turn the tide together, but um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's not happening right now because. You know, people are counting on the people in the political arena to do the job for us, and that's just not happening. It's never going to happen, right? Um, I think the parties have left everyone. Yeah, I think we're on our own, and it's going to take some sacrifice. I mean, people are going to have to risk their jobs. They're going to have to risk being stared at and name called and losing friends and family, and and that's the you know the irony of of the situation too, where. You know, these people that are fighting for the truth, that are questioning things, they're, you've got people, you know, that are extremists or whatever saying, oh, you're scared, you're afraid, you're not going to wear a mask or you're not going to wear or you're not going to get the vaccine because you're scared of a little needle. It's like, no, nobody is scared of that. If you think the people that are willing to risk their job, that are willing to risk losing family and friends for something that they believe in are scared of a mask, a piece of cloth and a needle, your whole brain is skewed because this is about choice and this is about freedom and this is about not leaving this tone of our country or even the world uh, like this to our kids. I mean, that's what we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, there's people don't see it that way. They just sort of see the way that they're programmed to believe. And uh, you had mentioned like family members earlier. Everybody has a family member, at least one or two, um, that, you know, the different – their families are split. And that's the point, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They're falling apart from this. And it's a sad thing to see for sure. Well, you know, I, I, I love uh, talking about history. And to me, this is like 1933 all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, How dare you? <laughs> I you know. can't say that. I can't quote that. <laughs> I can't say that the, it's a Hitler-esque agenda. You yeah. know, but but if, at the end of the day, it is. If you look right. at it, um, look at what they're look at what they're pushing. Whoa, you can call in on your family members. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. and still they don't. People don't recognize that. And uh, you know, you've got video of. I've shared this a hundred times on my Twitter, but a 92-year-old Holocaust survivor spoke up at a rally saying, you know, this is worse than what I dealt with because mm-hmm. it affects more people. And it's happening right in front of us. And, you know, it's like, heed this warning, people. Like, <laughs> listen to her story. These are people who lived through this. Mm-hmm. You know, we can only read a history book and imagine, but there are few people left that can still tell us that this is similar to those times and we're completely ignoring them. And it's a sad thing when you realize like we have learned nothing no. over the last 100 years. Absolutely nothing. We're in the same boat. Propaganda still works. 
you know, we can be trained to hate each other. We can fight against each other. They can work towards a civil war. Uh, it's crazy that, you know, and, and then that you get demonized, you know, when you compare it to uh, Nazi Germany. It's like, you can't say that. Well, the people who lived it are saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I have uh, a couple of friends that are, you know, immigrants from Cuba, China, and other places around the world. Like, wait a minute. Our families came here to get away from this, and now it's happening here. Craziness. And they're just like, are you people going to wake up or just fall asleep at the wheel and let it happen? Yeah, and America is really, you know, falling behind on that. Uh, You look around the world, and and there are worldwide rallies, you know, everywhere in in major cities uh, all around the world. And... Number one, that just goes to show you this has been going on for months, but these are record-breaking crowds. Number one, that shows you that super spreader events aren't actually a real thing because we'd all be dead by now based on all the massive gatherings, you know, um, if this was as serious as they said it was. Um, But it's not getting media attention either. Um, But America has, has sort of... You know, we're slowly, slowly getting there, but we're so lazy. And then we're just not really, you know, I think New York is starting to do it. The more, I think the more pressure that gets put on us, you know, we'll wake up. But I I would like for us to get ahead of it. I've performed at, you know, several rallies over the last couple months. And and some of them, uh, there weren't that many people there. And we've really got to start you know, getting more offline and out in the streets and making our voices heard and and really be obnoxious about it because we we have to fight right now. We have no other option. Uh Otherwise, it'll be too late by the time we get off our butts. (laughs) Absolutely. 110% correct. And that just that just brings it back to where I like to say people need to take a stand, you know, get off of social media for a few days, get out in the streets and talk to people. You know, yeah. I, I think the problem is a lot of people are hiding behind the keyboards. Yeah. And, and you know, social media is a great tool that we all have. I've certainly come to use it to my advantage this year in getting my own opinions and mm-hmm. perspectives out there. But we do have to uh, we have to make sacrifices. You know, we have to find time to go and do these things, uh, whether we feel like we have time or not. We just have to. We don't really have another option. Yeah, exactly. Um, As the late, great Rush Limbaugh said, he says, if people don't stand up right now, America will be finished. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I think you're right, too, about, you know, having these conversations in person, because it's one thing online. People can block each other in an instant and, and the conversation is over. But if you go and have these conversations face to face, people don't have anywhere to hide. And so you're going to come to find that. You know, if you have a conversation with, uh, you know, a vaxxtremist that thinks you're a terrible person and you can actually have a face-to-face conversation with them, you're going to have a different tone of a conversation than what you would have had on Twitter where they would have called you an idiot and blocked you because they're not going to have anywhere to hide. And most people won't call you an idiot face-to-face. So Mm -hmm. if we can do that, you know, and I also think another great idea would be to actually push media companies to have – if we could stand up and demand more debates on TV, because I said this on another podcast the other day, but I said, if you had America's frontline doctors debate Dr. Fauci live on TV, he'd be torched. With, 
Oh my gosh, it, that would wake people up so fast because what we see of Dr. Fauci is produced and it's softball interviews and, you know, they're prepared remarks. So, you know, if you put him in an impromptu situation, I think we'd see a whole other side of him. And we sort of do see that whenever he's, you know, being questioned by Rand Paul or something like that. You see him sort of start to tuck his tail between his legs and then he gets a little snipey. And he gets angry and upset because he's being backed into a corner. And I think we we just need to see more of that. Yeah, we do. We do. We need to see more of those guys uh, when they're questioning Fauci on the floor to, like, really give it to him. Don't hold back. Yeah. Um, because this guy needs to be called out. His wife worked for the NIH. Um, it probably still is there, probably. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, like you said, people are too afraid to, to, to say or do anything. And, mm-hmm. and, and they're counting on the government to solve the problem. But no, 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 no. This country was built for and by the people. So the people have to solve the problem. Yeah. And that was sort of something, you know, coming back to my, my video, Sad Little Man. It was like when it came time to show his, his full face, I was like, do I show his full face and do I dress it up like a clown, like blatantly, like just call him out on it? And yeah. I had to sort of stop myself and question like, oh, that seems pretty mean. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, you know what? There are people in power right now going out of their way to make sure my life is more difficult, to make sure my life is harder. And he's one of them to make sure my life is less successful. And so why not, you know? take the gloves off we have to call it like we see it oh and yeah sometimes it's going to be hard you know it might be hard to do that but we need hard truths we've we've sort of lived in a softball world where everybody gets a ribbon for participating the last oh. couple of decades you know oh thank god i didn't grow up that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, if you grew up in the 80s 70s 80s 90s you didn't you walked it off if you got hurt you know yep. if you if you didn't win you didn't win there's always next time there but was like, no helicopter parenting going on Right. And so you've got the generation that did grow up with participation ribbons now. And you've got, you know, this a whole world that's grown up being careful about what they say and not wanting to hurt feelings. And, you know, if it's true, if it's real, if it's if if a person is behaving poorly, uh, call them out on it, you know, and that's sort of the purpose of of Sad Little Man. It's the purpose of another song I released criticizing Joe Biden cool and um you know it's we have to be able to have these conversations whether you like it or not you don't have to agree with what i'm saying exactly at least the right to say it Mm -hmm. yeah and i tell people it's not about a party thing this is this is how it's designed to turn people on one another and they're just like well you know i just believe this and then i'm like okay go ahead and keep believing that this conversation is done yeah it doesn't really go go too far if, if somebody's not willing to to engage then they've already cut you off mm-hmm. before you've even uttered you know the first yeah their word. brain has already been you know ostr- has been silenced for them so it's all good mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this for you and i'm i'm gonna let you listen to this i think you all know that i've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the english language are i'm from the government and i'm here to help Hmm. <laughs> Seems like he knew something. <laughs> the words of Ronald Wilson Reagan. <laughs> they will yeah. forever live. 
Yeah. And he's got that other quote, too, about how freedom is only a generation away from being lost. And, you know, look at where we're at. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, we we have to be able to, you know, put our foot down, draw a line in the sand right now because it's it's a scary time. And I used to brush it off myself. I mean, I wasn't always into politics or you know i just wanted everybody to get along I, I mean, in, the, in the music industry you're you're around very liberal people all the time and oh you don't trust me i know i've worked way. in radio for 20 years i've seen it <laughs> yeah and i worked in radio too so like you understand there's there's a certain you know if you don't you know believe in what general what the general idea is you know amongst your peers then you sort of behave yourself and you keep your opinion quiet. And I don't do that. Anymore. That was my problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I was too opinionated for them. Well, you know what? That's a good thing though. And, and I commend you on that because had we, you know, over the last several decades had just maintained, you know, speaking our mind without being too worried about hurting feelings, we'd be in a different place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would. We surely would. So let everybody know how they can get a hold of you on the socials and, you know, how they can grab your music. Sure. So you can visit fivetimesaugust.com. It's all spelled out, F-I-V-E-T-I-M-E-S, august.com. There's uh, music links there. You can watch the latest music videos. There's some shirts there if you want to order a shirt and support the music that way. Um, and you can follow me on uh, all the social media websites. It's just at Five Times August. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Gab, Getter, Locals, uh, all those <laughs> things. YouTube. And if you don't like YouTube, you can find the videos on uh, Odyssey, BitChute, Rumble, uh, Brighteon, all those. I'm, I'm trying to cover my bases. So, so yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. Like one, you can find me on the other. But. I am out there. So wherever you prefer to socially engage, um, I'm more active on some than others, but I am checking them all all the time. So oh, that's good. You're checking them all off, man. And and I have you on Instagram. I know that. So fantastic. Uh, yeah, I just got to get. I just got to get you on the twit on the Twitterverse, and get yeah. it. Yeah. So that's where I'm the most loud and obnoxious is Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay on Twitter until they permanently ban me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I was going to quit uh, all the major social media accounts um, over the summer. And that's what they want us to do is run. Is Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of what, what, what my epiphany was after talking with others is I had fans writing me saying, don't leave, you know, be more places. And so I decided to stay and I said, you know what? Yeah, they would really like it if I left, but they're going to hate it if I stay and I'm, you know, louder and more obnoxious. And, and I encourage others to do so and just let them kick you off. If they kick you off, it's just a social media website. Yeah. Yeah. It's no um, big deal. Yeah. And, and just keep up the good fight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was my man, Brad from five times August and you check out his stuff, please support this brother because we need to all support to support one another and keep this movement going for truth. 
justice in the real American way. And thank you for listening to The Kennel on right here on podbean.com. We're available on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you shall download podcasts. And please love and follow the podcast because we need you to support us because we're supporting you by putting a word on the street. And we will say, take care of one another, love each other. God bless you. God bless America. Let's do it. We're out. Thank <laughs> you.